There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Lorena and this is The Pooch. Welcome back. We're on episode 37. Um, I've missed a couple of weeks. I have been sick as a dog. My toddler's been sick. I lost my voice almost completely. So... Sorry about that, but I'm back and we're all good now. Um, I'm a little bit croaky, but anyway, might sound a bit sexy for this episode, but that's all good. So today I'm going to talk about weaponized incompetence and how it keeps the default parent in their place and for years to come. So first things first, what is weaponized incompetence? Simply put, it is uh, basically pretending to be unable to do something Um, And using that as a reason that someone else has to do it. So it's a really simple concept. If I use weaponized incompetence, it's just me basically saying, oh, I'm really not sure how to do that. or I'm really terrible at doing this thing that has to be done, which means you have to do it and you have no choice because between me and you, you're the only alternative. Now, just to be clear up front, when I say the person pretends to not be able to do something, often it's not about them completely lying through their teeth it's not that they can really do it well but they just rather not do it so they lie it's more about um, them not actually being bothered to give it a go or it might be a task that they prefer not to do so it's like deep down inside they're not really trying to do it properly basically making them incapable of completing the task so just to clarify weaponizing competence is not always done with malice There's definitely ways it can be done with malice, but it's not always done with malice. It's not always done fully intentionally. Um, But deep down inside, the person knows that it's not entirely true that they can't do something. They're just not trying hard enough in most cases. So weaponized incompetence can appear in many places. This is not just about, you know, in the home with babies, that kind of stuff. Um, An example that you will often hear about is weaponized incompetence in the workplace. So this is you know, often people claiming to be bad at something. Perfect example is someone saying, oh, look, I'm really bad with technology. And that is their excuse to delegate delegate tasks like turning documents into PDFs. Rather than trying to learn how to do it, rather than saying, I need someone to show me how to do this so I can do it from now on. It's just a blanket statement. It kind of, it adds to who they are. You know, it might be a cute little quirk of theirs that like, oh, they really suck at technology. Therefore, they can delegate any task that they don't want to do to sometimes the person reporting to them, um, sometimes, you know, an admin role, whatever it might be. So it's just so that they don't have to do it. And obviously this type of behavior, so this, you know, delegation of tasks or, you know, not really being good at something. So you pass them on can, can appear in home life. And that's what I want to talk about today. So 
how this behavior can actually affect um, you know, mum life and how it can actually ground the default parent in their role in such a way that it's hard to untangle from. I also want to clarify that it's not the same as not being good at something. Um, weaponized incompetence is just not being bothered in a sense. It's depending on somebody else. Not being good at something is, you know, basically I'm not great at cooking. It doesn't mean I just throw my hands up and go, well, I can't cook. So somebody else has to get it done. I'm not great at cooking. I find ways around that though. I still take responsibility over that. I might ask somebody to do it because it's not my favorite chore. Definitely not something I'm really good at. But I don't make the other person feel like if they don't cook, nobody will eat. That's the difference. So I'm not great at cooking. I'm not good at doing something. I actually give it a try. I try to improve sometimes (laughs) or I find an alternative. It's not me saying... I just, I can't cook, therefore I won't cook, so someone else better do it, otherwise our kids don't get fed. Weaponized incompetence would be the other version. It would be me saying, oh, I just have no idea how to turn on the stove and I just have no idea how to cook, so oops, no one's going to eat. That means my partner would have to go, oh shit, I better get food sorted, otherwise our children will starve. That would be weaponized incompetence. So ultimately, weaponized incompetence leaves the other person believing that they need to take charge of the task or of many tasks in order for it to get done and get it done properly. So what does it look like, I guess, in mum life? I've got a few examples, but I'm sure you can think of many more. And I'd love you to DM me on Instagram if you've got some stories of your own. I will, you know, I might share them if you want me to, and I'll keep it anonymous if you want me to as well. Um, but there are many examples that crop up when you become a mum, and I'm sure you'll you'll recognize some of these or not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not too many. Um, but firstly, you know, weaponizing competence in terms of mum life comes in, in the nature of actually caring for the baby. So the first thing that might happen is a person might use weaponized incompetence when it comes to settling an unsettled baby. The excuse might be, let's say in this case, the baby is breastfed. So simply put, the, the excuse will be that, well, I don't have boobs. Um, even if the baby's not hungry, they, have, they haven't really tried much else to settle the baby. It's just a matter of if the baby cries, it must be because it wants mum. It must be because it wants boobs. And we know that babies cry for many reasons. And obviously that's going to build that kind of that pattern for the baby. I don't know much about, you know, baby brain science, but I assume that every time a baby cries, it gets put into its mum's arms. It's going to feel only safe with mum right? So when that kind of behavior crops up where the baby cries and the baby is just automatically put in mum's arms, then that becomes that that weaponized incompetence that that other person is not able to cater to the baby's needs. Therefore, mum feels fully responsible for catering, catering to the baby's needs. You might hear this referred to as not having the mother's touch, which, you know, unless you've tried everything else that mum has tried or does, Um, and maybe some of your own trick, you might have your own tricks up your sleeve, but it's not the case that no one else is able to settle a baby all the time and that only mum can do it. And we know this because, you know, obviously when someone who really wants to try steps in, ultimately at the end of the day, they're able to settle the baby. Another way this can be done, which I think is fucking horrible, um, but anyway, that's my humble opinion, is when, let's say the mum 
does leave the baby in the arms of, you know, the other parent or someone else. Um, let's say mom goes to have a shower and then comes back and the baby is absolutely losing it, totally unsettled, um, and the other person is really not doing much. So they've actually left the baby unsettled. So, you know, they're holding the baby in their arms or not even, the baby's in a bouncer or whatever, crying, screaming, getting upset, and um, mom comes out to this, you know, this situation where it's like, oh, my God, by me, let's say, going to have a quick shower, I've come out and my baby is completely destroyed. I don't ever want to have that happen again because I don't want my baby to be in that situation so that's a way of demonstrating that the person's unable to settle the baby and actually putting the baby in a really uncomfortable position tying mum to having these very guilty feelings as well for leaving the baby in that position and never wanting to have that happen again another way that weaponized incompetence can appear when it comes to actually caring for the baby or caring for the children is not putting in the effort to for example dress the babies properly so it might be putting dirty clothes on putting clothes on backwards inside out like zero effort zero care I've seen so many videos and they're meant to be kind of like funny videos of like parents who let their kids go to school with I saw one the other day where the kids both legs were in the same pant leg or short like they were wearing shorts I think it was and the both legs were in, like they haven't even looked at the kids with eyes open they're dressed poorly they might have odd socks or one sock on one sock off um, you know the hair's not being brushed they're wearing it could be wrong size clothing it could be clothes that's clothes that are not right for the weather whatever it might even be you know sending the kid to school or out to play in pajamas and you know acting like a war I don't know doesn't make a difference it's a top and a and pants so what's the big deal and while you know it's some people see it as cute and quirky I just see it as annoying because once again it means that the other person um, needs to step in and needs to make sure that what you're doing is done properly and it sometimes it's just easier to do it themselves so mum will you know in this scenario mum will step in and go you know what don't worry I'll dress the kid because at least I know that when I dress my child the clothes are clean they're put on properly the kid's going to be comfortable no one's going to look at the kid like the kid's been neglected and at the end of the day once again it leaves that task in mum's hands weaponized incompetence can also be in subtle ways as well when it comes to caring for kids so sometimes I see it as like you know when when you wait for instruction like just no one has told me for example that my kid needs to be fed I'm not just talking about a baby I'm talking about you know any age kid or that they're due for a bath or but it's kind of like that weaponized incompetence would be if I was to sit back and go oh well no one told me she needed a bath like I I don't know when the last bath was well I also have a responsibility as a parent to think about that that's partly my job um, you know, a kid being hungry and one parent kind of going, oh, I, I don't know, I'm not sure when they last ate. Well, you're then relying on the other parent to use their knowledge and their brain and their, you know, a bit of common sense that a child at some point in the day is going to get hungry to actually step in. And again, leaving them feeling fully responsible because I can't step away knowing that my kid's, you know, possibly not going to be fed or, you know, possibly not going to have a bath for a few days if I go away for the weekend or something like that. So I am tied physically and mentally to the home or to always be having to think about what the kids need. Another way weaponized incompetence can be used in terms of, you know, parenting is just not paying attention. So the other person is forced to pay full attention all the time, which is 
fucking exhausting. So they're paying attention to the time, to the weather, to kids' cues. Again, you know, is the kid hungry? Have, you know, has the kid been outside? Do they need to burn some energy? Um, what's actually on for today? What appointments are coming up? How old is the baby? Like, honestly, having a baby again has reminded me how quickly things have to be done in the first, you know, few months. Um, you know, every week, every week the baby gets older, you're thinking about appointments and immunizations and all that kind of stuff. And when one parent uses weaponized incompetence in that regard, not paying attention to even how old the baby is um, and what needs to happen next, they force just by default. Again, that's where partly default parenting comes from. They force the other person to have to pay attention. There's no other way because if if one parent's not paying attention, the other one has to. Otherwise, the kid will miss very, very critically important things that need to happen to keep them safe. So aside from actually caring for children, weaponized incompetence, I've also realized can come up in terms of parenting. So again, this is not a parenting podcast. So the examples that I use have nothing to do with what I think you should and shouldn't do when parenting your kids. Just a disclaimer. But let's say two parents agree that there will be no screen time on a particular day or at a particular occasion or let's say time of the day. So let's say we say, Okay, in the morning, there's no screen time. We've agreed that there is no screen time going to be happening. But you've got, let's say, bigger kids around the house and you want to make sure you're trying to limit, you know, how often they use tablets, phones, TVs, whatever. Both parents agree to this. However, one parent uses their weaponized incompetence to fold every time or even some of the times. Um, they fold because they it's harder sometimes and anyone like I occasionally, and I say occasionally, oh my God, it's getting worse. Um, my toddler will use my phone um, often when I'm at the shops, if I need to get groceries done and she is just getting bored of being in the pram, I will give her my phone so I can get it done quickly. So we can get out of there quickly and move on to something else. So that is happening a little bit more than I'd like it to, if I'm honest lately, but it is happening. And let's say, um, Let's say my partner and I agreed not to do that and we said, okay, from now on we want to find her different ways to be entertained. When we do the grocery shopping, we just don't agree. If I was to use weaponized incompetence, I would say, oh, I just don't know how to entertain her otherwise, which means either she's going to have to be, you know, she's, she's just going to be on the phone when she's with me grocery shopping or I can't get grocery shopping done, which would then force my husband into a position of having to either come up with an alternative activity for her, um, go and do it himself, sort out another time to get the grocery shopping done, etc. So it basically burdens the other parent into a position where they have to implement what's been agreed. They have to come up with how to do it. They have to come up with alternatives. So the screen time example is, you know, how else do I entertain my kid in these moments? Because it can be hard, especially if you've built up a bit of a habit of doing that. And longer term, they have to kind of work out uh, ways to make sure that the agreed rule can be implemented in other words, they're burdened with the workload of having to think about it now and in the future. And if you think about any kind of parenting agreements that you might you might come up with with your partner, if only one of you implements them all the time and the other one does it, you know, we know like in my opinion at least, if you can't do something consistently, it can be really, really hard, especially with kids and toddlers, especially. It can be really hard 
to get a clear message across. You know, if we're going to agree to do something, let's say we're going to agree to put something in place, that breakfast is always going to contain a piece of fruit. I don't know, stupid example. But if only one of the parents implement that and you can't trust that the other person is going to do it then that burdens you with either having to relinquish what's been agreed which can also feel shitty because if you've agreed on it for the benefit of your kid if you're going we want out we want to increase fruit in our kids diet so we've agreed as a couple that breakfast is going to contain a piece of fruit every time then if I can't trust that you're going to implement it and my kid let's say hates fruit then I'm burdened with having to remember it every time, making sure that I'm responsible for breakfast, coming up with creative ways to get the kid to eat the fruit. Like all this kind of stuff now becomes my job and no longer yours because you can't be trusted to do it. So I just take over. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another way weaponized incompetence can be used when it comes to parenting is just being you know careless so um, I've seen horrible videos of um, let's say mom coming I think it is mom coming home from being out with friends and having a a chance to have a break and then coming home and the house is an absolute bomb Um, and it's just like well the kids were playing so what you know what am I supposed to do and that is just basically she's never going to leave the house again like that is that is just giving giving her the 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 sense that she is fully responsible and back to a previous episode that I I'm I think last two episodes I spoke about why mums end up being boring and the you know this is one of the reasons that mum comes home and it just becomes like 
oh, you know, the bossy one's here, the house is a mess, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it's just about being careless. So the house will get trashed, things might get broken, um, even the child might be put at risk. Once again, making the other parent, and in the case that we're talking about, mum, feel like that's it, I can't leave again. So that weaponizing competence is actually a way of keeping her tied once again to the kids. So aside from kids and babies and and caring for them and parenting, weaponized incompetence will most often appear if it if it exists in a household, it will appear when it comes to taking care of the home. So actually doing house chores and home related tasks. So Often it's doing a bad job of something so that you won't be trusted to do it again. Um, Again, not necessarily to be spiteful and not necessarily in a malicious way, but just not trying hard enough to do the job in a way that it's perceived to be done properly, basically correctly. And this is where I think it's easy to battle what I'm saying. It's easy to come back and go, well, that's what you think is correct. That's what you think is done properly. But I think there is kind of a bit of a, a universally agreed standard on certain things, right? If you wash a glass, for example, and you've been drinking out of it, you would you would not accept a restaurant handing you a glass with lipstick on it, with you know drops of or droplets of the drink that was in there before. So we can't call that clean. So at the end of the day, there is a bit of a universal standard of if I'm going to say I'm going to wash the dishes, then they have to appear in a certain way at the end of that activity dishes are not washed properly if there are this food remaining on them so I think standards can kind of be put aside when it comes to saying things being done correctly so weaponized incompetence might be um, folding clothes poorly so that they need to be refolded in order to fit in their allocated space obviously next time the other person will likely take the task off you um, because it's a waste of time. So if if the person who uses weaponized incompetence is folding, I mean, there's so much more I could add to this. You know, if they're being asked to fold, well, why are they being asked to fold? Why are they not able to see a pile of clothes and think those clothes do not belong there full time? They're not. They don't belong there long term. Clothes belong. We, you know, the common person would agree that clothes belong put away in a cupboard once they're clean once they're dry they belong away which means that there's a step in between they need to be folded and taken to those places so if the person needs to be asked that's weaponized incompetence in my opinion if they then do it improperly um, weaponized incompetence because they're making sure that you then do the task next time and again, it's not about having high standards because in the in this in the case of folding, let's say, properly just means in a way that an ordinary person would view it as folded. So, an example is if you roll jumpers into a ball and then stuff them in a cupboard so that when you pull one out, they all fall out and they need to be picked up and re-put in the shelf that they were in in the first place then I would say and I think most people would agree that is not a job done properly so there is a way to measure simply there is a way to measure if something like that has been done properly clothes have been folded properly having a high standard might mean that you want certain corners tucked in certain ways you might decide that there's a color theme to your packing of your wardrobe whatever it might be but I'm saying simple 
you know, ordinary person would agree that a folded jumper looks like in a certain way because it fits in a cupboard in a certain way. So the example that I gave of, let's say you, you roll jumpers in a ball and stuff them in a cupboard, then you pull them out, they all fall out. And then you expect the other person to sort that out, weaponized incompetence, because you've made the situation worse. Um, see my first point, you might not be the person that typically dresses the kid. So um, if you're relying on the other person to complete the task, if you're doing it poorly so that they do it next time, and on top of it, you know when it turns to shit, you won't be there to fix up the mess. So when the jumper gets pulled out, all the other clothes topple with it, you're not going to be the one who is actually there to sort out the problem anyway. That is using weaponized incompetence because what does that do? That ensures that the other person will take that task under their belt next time because it takes them longer to deal with the mess, longer to deal with the outcome of you not doing it properly than them just owning the task from the very beginning and just saying, you know what, I will fold all the clothes and I'll put them away because I know that when I need them, they'll be where I need them to be in the order that I need them to be in and it will make more sense. And the other way that weaponized incompetence can show up when it comes to taking care of the home is just when tasks are always forgotten, forgotten, and I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers, um, or when they take way too long to get completed. And this is where, you know, often moms, women get labeled as nags, but there's a reason for it. Um, It forces the other parent to consider how much time is used And would it be just better for them to do it in the first place? Or, you know, is there a very good chance you're going to forget to do it again this time? So that the other person might as well just get it done. So if it takes you, for example, if it takes the person three hours to mop a floor, but if the other parent did it knowing that you could use those three hours to do something else, chances are efficiency wise, it might make more sense for the other person to do the mopping. In other words, you know, it's very, it's it's another way of doing something poorly, taking really, really long to do it or always forgetting to do it, leaving the task in the responsibility of the other person. Ultimately, they're just going to feel like, you know what, might as well do it, might as well do it. And with it, before knowing it, it's their default task. So if it's not obvious already, what is the problem with all of this? Like I'm talking about, you know, weaponized incompetence, but we could just say, well, that's some, that's how couples operate. And I mean, if you look at a bit of history in hetero couples, I would say without pointing any fingers in any direction that there's been a lot of weaponized incompetence in the past. Um, so what's the problem with it? It makes the other parent, let's say the default parent, lose trust that the other person is capable and ultimately keeps the default parent in this role for a very long time or else they would be forced to be neglectful in some cases. So if I was to say, let's say the per- one parent uses weaponized incompetence and makes sure that the default parent always takes over because if they didn't, the kid would go without a bath. The default parent is forced to either do the task or remember to do the task or delegate the task, which they shouldn't have to, um, and in in an extreme way, it, unless the task is done by the default parent, 
it would be neglectful of them to just go, you know what, let's have a standoff. Because the, the alternative to getting it done is having a standoff, I think, right, is not doing it. But often you've got, when we're talking about parenting, this is not about, you know, turning a document into a PDF in the workplace. This is about my kid is unhygienic, my kid is unhealthy. You know what I mean? I can have a standoff in the workplace when someone pretends not to know how to use technology, but when it comes to parenting, when it comes to being a mum, it's very hard to go, you know what, if you don't do it, I won't do it and let's just see who folds first because that feels super neglectful. Unless you're talking about things that really, really, really don't absolutely have to get done right here, right now. You know, if I leave a jumper um, on a couch because I'm pretending like I can't see it and then my partner's like, Lorena, that jump has been sitting there for a week and I go, oh, sorry, oops, yeah, I'll put it away later and it just never gets put away. We could have a standoff over that and just see how long it takes for that jumper to be put away, right? But when it comes to kids, you don't do that. So the problem with weaponized incompetence, especially when it comes to mum life, is that it pushes the default parent into this role almost permanently. Otherwise, it feels super neglectful. Weaponized incompetence takes the other person's time, energy and brain power, which I mean, honestly, as like I am what what am I? Oh, my God. 16 weeks postpartum now, almost four months. And brain power is something I do not have. So, you know, if if a partner was to be using weaponized incompetence and taking up time, energy and brain power, which are all things that should be shared, no matter who is doing what with their daily life i'm not talking about whether you've got a stay-at-home mum situation or not it doesn't matter because there's a lot of things that are shared regardless of who is home with the kids whether the kids are school-aged and both parents work full-time whatever the arrangements are these activities require both people's um, they should be shared by both people um i've heard and i know it sounds excessive but i absolutely agree with this i've heard that you know, weaponized incompetence can be described as abusive in a relationship when it's done to an extreme. So if one person always leaves shit everywhere and pretends like they can't see it or waits for instruction, you know, always waiting for instruction. So let's say nothing gets cooked, nothing gets bought at the shops unless the other person goes, hey, dinner needs to be served. Hey, we need food. Hey, Um, there are pizza boxes on the floor and you know you can't see them you keep stepping over them I literally can't be fully responsible you eat too like we're doing these things together yet there are cockroaches everywhere like it can get I know I'm snowballing here but it can get so bad that weaponizing competence can be a way to control the other person and has been described as and I said you know to an extreme abusive If, for example, one person fears having a shower because they don't know what they will be greeted with when they leave the bathroom, the house could be tipped upside down, the baby could be crying inconsolably while the other parent, you know, is scrolling through TikTok. It's basically a great way to get what, you know, the person who uses weaponizing competence wants, control, um, and leave the other person, the other parent, absolutely no space whatsoever to take care of even their basic needs, let alone pursuing anything other than completing household tasks or caring for children, which again, doesn't sound really healthy, right? So if there is literally a mess, unless the default parent, let's say, is 
stepping in if it's if it's that dire that the default parent can't even have a shower not because you know it's beyond just default parenting it's not just having to say hey could you watch the kids so that I have a shower that's default parenting right it's having to say hey can you watch the kids while I have a shower and then coming out of the shower and seeing that the kids haven't been cared for that's weaponized incompetence because that takes it to the level where you know the other parent feels incapable or unable to to step aside unable to um as as it says you know they're using their incompetence as a way of not having to do something and ultimately you know the big long-term problem really in my opinion is if only one parent can be depended upon and this is this is in extreme cases because weaponized incompetence can be used in subtle ways you know oh i don't my like i don't want to get my hands dirty therefore i don't have to clean the toilet you know, let's say I've just painted my nails and I don't want to get my hands dirty. Yes, got you to clean the toilet. Okay, small, subtle ways. But I'm talking like if it's used all the time. And like I said, I've seen some videos where I'm like, oh my gosh, this person has made sure that they are redundant because they prove that they cannot be trusted with any task. And in some cases, even when they're asked to do something, which they shouldn't have to, they are left, you know, they're basically leaving the other parent in charge completely. But the long-term issue there is that if only one parent can be trusted, who do you think the kids are going to prefer to do things for them in the long run? You know, it's cute maybe to some when a T-shirt is put on backwards as a baby, right? Um, But when the kid's in school and one parent still has no idea how to brush their hair or has no willingness to learn, which is the other part, you know, you can, like I said earlier on, you can be unable to do something you cannot know how to do something but willing to learn is very different to not willing to you know try so you know that's a very 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 different scenario guess who is going to always be tied to doing those tasks and the child will only trust those tasks with the default parent because they know that if they go to the other parent they're going to rock up to school looking like a clown basically Moral of the story is that weaponized incompetence needs to be called out because if it's not called out, it basically leaves the default parent in a position where they are tied. They're absolutely tied and unable to to untangle themselves from that role. Um, default parenting is not is not only because of weaponized incompetence, but weaponized incompetence exacerbates default parenting, if that makes sense. Um at the end of the day, you know, you need to be also taking care of yourself. And if you're in a position where someone's using weaponized incompetence just to put you in a posi- in, in this role that you can't untangle yourself from, it needs to be called out. It can't be something that is just left as, oh, you know, it's cute. The other person doesn't know what to do. Shit needs to change. Um, I'm going to leave it there for now because uh, there's so many things that I think can be done, but ultimately the first, the very first and main thing is to call it out when you see it. So once again, I'm here to remind you to trust your gut, be kind to your pooch, make sure other people are kind to you as well. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 